often there's an assumption that people understand what impact measurement is across the whole organisation. Hello and welcome to the Vitalising Purpose podcast. You've just heard today's guest, Heidi Fisher, the founder and chief executive of Make an Impact Community Interest Company. Heidi has worked for over two decades in impact measurement and management, and she's supported thousands of social enterprises from startups to those with over a billion pounds in income. She's also a qualified chartered accountant, and she set up the UK's first social enterprise accountancy firm in 2008. Nowadays, Heidi does lots of work with NHS trusts and foundations and with social enterprises that have contracts with them. Impact, she says, is much more than about putting impressive numbers in reports. It's about embedding impact throughout and across your organisation. And next level impact measurement and management maximises the social value that you can create and ensures you're recognised for it too. There are three essential ingredients to next level impact measurement and management, as Heidi explains, along with the five steps to effectively embedding your impact, how this can maximize social value, better outcomes, and value for money in public services. This is a must listen for social entrepreneurs and commissioners. Here's Heidi Fisher. Heidi Fisher, thanks ever so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jamie. So you've been working in impact measurement since 2002. You've supported thousands of social enterprises. Tell us a little bit more about you, how you got into this work and the type of work that, what's that like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, of course. So um, about me, I I started out as a chartered accountant many, many years ago. um, And I, I suppose, got into impact measurement by accident in that a few people asked me about social return and investment and social accounting and social audits. And I was curious as to what these things were, looked up, researched them and was like, actually, this looks like it's going to be way more interesting and fun than accountancy. And that's how <laughs> I got into it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, a bit by, um, as I said, by accident. And then it just went from there. Uh, nowadays, I do a lot of impact measurement work with NHS trusts and foundations, um, social enterprises that um, have contracts with the NHS so health and well-being is my my baby that I love in terms of impact measurement and no two days are the same to be honest. Well that's good so your suspicion that it would be more interesting has presumably been been vindicated it it, it obviously is interesting if you're if you've been at it for for a, a couple of decades now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's always more to do. There's always a different challenge every time you go into an organisation. So sometimes it's it's that they're not really clear about the impact that they want to have in the first place. Other times they they've got tons and tons of data, but it's not much use because it's not impact data. And then there's other organisations that don't use any of that data. Right. So a few different challenges there. And I think it must be sometimes quite difficult when it comes to measuring and and managing that impact when it comes to health and well-being. And you talked about uh, large social enterprises, people working, organisations working with the NHS and so on. I've, I've got some questions on how you and how they do that in a moment or two. But perhaps to help frame this, I know that you've contributed a book, a chapter for the book, Vitalising Purpose, The the Power of uh, Social Enterprise Difference in Public Services. And you talk about 
progressing to uh, next level impact measurement and management and talk about three essential agreement ingredients for that to happen. What are those essential ingredients? Can you talk us through them? Yeah, of course. Um, so the the essential ingredients are having an impact led strategy. So that that's all about making sure that impact is the focus of your strategy and all your strategic decisions. Um, the second is effectively communicating your impact. So that's not just communicating it communicating it with external stakeholders, but it's also about how you communicate it internally within your teams. And yeah. the third one, embedding impact, which is all about basically sprinkling your impact as gold dust across everything that you do. <laughs> I like that, sprinkling the gold dust, super. And again, going into detail, we could go into detail of each of those three, but let's let's start in reverse order anyway with embedding impact, because again, I know you you talk about five key ways to embed impact right away. And again, perhaps you can talk us through those, please. Yeah, sure. So um, embedding is obviously, as I say, it's quite an overused word, um, but yeah. I mean, imagine it as like like I said, it's it's the gold dust and it sprinkles and touches everything. So if you've ever seen a child playing with with glitter and and you try to clear up behind them afterwards, the glitter is everywhere. It's on the table, the chair, the carpet, yeah. you know, all over your body. You find it in the bath three weeks later. Um, yeah. That that's how embedding impact should be in your organization you just find it everywhere you look and so the the five ways in which you can start to do that the first is really to think about your values to make sure that your values are really aligned and everyone is in is in agreement with them because if not you're really going to struggle to do anything impact focused the second one is then all about your language so this is where I I get cross with people <laughs> because <laughs> okay. we, because we so often when I have conversations with um, chief execs, senior managers, and every, every single member of staff, they talk about what they do. They'll be like, "We deliver training, we do workshops, we do X sessions, or whatever it is," and it's not actually describing what they're really doing. Mm. We need to be in terms of our language, always talking about the impact that what we do has yes. because it, it focuses the mind. Because yeah. if, if, if we talk about running workshops, then we count how many workshops we deliver. If we talk about a workshop that's to improve somebody's well-being, then our focus is on how many people's well-being has improved. And yeah. that's what we start to count. So the language is really, really important. And I, if if there was one of the five things that I would say to focus on, it's that one would be the the key one. Right. And so, so is it is it about the, the 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 why? Sort of keep asking why. I know in the in the chapter of the book that you, you've ri- ri- you've written, instead of saying we provide healthcare try saying we help people to live as independently as possible as one example yeah exactly it, it's you know what's the point with you know the one of the the biggest issues with the nhs is they are so output focused yeah it's we've we've done all of the appointments that we should have aren't we fantastic and i'm always like so what 
you you could have everybody in for an appointment and it could make no difference whatsoever so you know it let's not tick the wrong boxes yes absolutely and then it's about measuring but communicating things that really really matter to people yeah. and articulating that as well as what matters okay so we've we've moved through values we've moved through language what's next so training so i, I think often there's an assumption that people understand what impact measurement is across the whole organization and even within your boards they potentially um, don't necessarily have that clarity around what impact actually means for your organization and they also don't know where it fits into their role so I, I think it as well as the training it's also writing it into people's job descriptions and roles and and making sure people understand what their contribution is to that bigger piece around not just the measurement of your impact but also the management of the impact yeah most definitely you can't expect people to do it if you haven't helped people understand what it is you want them to do in their role yeah and how crucial that is Exactly. So the fourth one then is all about measure and having the performance metrics around impact. We we know everyone loves to have financial metrics and KPIs. It's yep. like an obsession. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we don't seem to want to do the same when it comes to impact. But the my my dream is that organisations have a budget for their impact just as they would have for their financials. And they look at whether they're over or underperforming against that budget. Yes, indeed. And not just sort of turn to it once a year and go, oh, panic, we need to measure and and, uh, communicate this. What can we find? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also a bit of a legacy for me being a chartered accountant where I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's have a a budget somewhere in the impact stuff. (laughs) That makes sense. Absolutely. (laughs) And then we come on to talking about it. Yeah, so this this is, um, again, something that the best organisations do really well. They they talk about impact all the time. It's not just something that perhaps gets talked about once a quarter or something. It's, it's part of conversations. It's part of team meetings. It's part of um, reviewing any delivery you're doing. It's part of appraisals. It's part of your business planning and development so it's it's in everything and by doing that again it brings it to front and center in your mind and you 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 make decisions based on okay what will create the most impact versus a prior decision might have just been focused around okay well which one is cheaper so uh, that's that's where I would love to see conversations heading. Right. Okay. Exciting stuff in terms of really, really doubling down on impact. We're going to do this because it actually accelerates. It maximizes the impact that we create. Yeah. Uh, and why is this so important? Why is it so absolutely fundamental for social enterprises to get this right? Um. I think from from what I've seen, if you get it right, it not only increases your effectiveness in terms of the results that you get for your customers or your patients, but it also means that you're more likely to get more funding, more likely to get commission for more services, so your income will grow. You also 
um, are likely to retain your staff because they can see that what they're doing is actually contributing and making a real difference. And we've also seen with the work that we do within the NHS is that it will lead to improved um, value for money. So there's there's cost efficiencies to to actually delivering a more effective service so people don't end up going back around in a cycle of having more appointments being referred to the wrong places, coming yeah. back to A&E because they don't get the support they need and things like that. So better outcomes, better outcomes yeah. for people, better outcomes for the services and really fundamental for social enterprises. Yeah, we've also seen where where there's been real engagement of the staff in, in that process of embedding impact that it, it actually builds the culture and, and builds the, the staff team as well. So it's got a lot of internal benefits as well. That makes sense. Absolutely. In, in, in terms of retention, morale, uh, enjoyment, support and personal professional development. What do people struggle with the most then? So, uh, and I'm thinking in terms of a social enterprise, a genuine social enterprise, a very much purpose-driven, values-driven organisation. But what do they find, what what in general terms do organisations find most difficult when it comes to getting this right? So there's, there's a couple of things I would, would say that, that tend to crop up. One is, is the, the conflict between what an organisation would love to measure and what their commissioners or funders are asking them to measure right. and often they're they're very different things and as a consequence the the people that are paying them the money tend to win out um yep. in that you you measure things that they care about as opposed to the things that you care about as an organization because you're like we don't have the time to to be measuring multiple things and perhaps commissioners would actually like, love to measure other things to themselves. I mean, is, is, there, is, is there any advice? And I appreciate it's probably extremely complicated, but is there any, any advice that you could give to the social enterprise that finds themselves in that situation and also the, the commissioner in, in yeah. terms of working with them? Yeah, so I, w- I would always say go back to the, the commissioner and say, look, this is what we already collect. This is what our patients or customers have told us matters to them it's what matters to us as an organization therefore can we provide you with this information rather than what you've requested because it's going to give you better data on impact anyway okay that's great that makes sense who's doing this really well Heidi what sort of organizations are doing this effectively um so a lot of the um, social enterprises that spun out of the NHS about a decade ago um, yep. have, have really embraced impact measurement. I think uh, as a consequence of the fact that they have to still be commissioned and win tenders for their work, they want to prove the added social value and social impact that they deliver through through their services. So they they really are doing it really well. We've got pots of of success within the NHS. So some of the integrated care boards are starting to look at this, but most of that work is still focused around the um, BCSE sector in terms of measuring the impact that they generate rather than the core NHS services. Right. So would it be good to extend that? 
definitely definitely i'm i'm all in favor of of every single organization in the entire world measuring their impact <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes people claim impacts that they don't necessarily deliver or promise impacts that they aren't then going to be able to deliver how can commissioners go into contracts to ensure that they do get the impacts that they thought they would and anything else you might like to say on that um there's there's lots i could say about that but it's probably not the the place i need to be slightly diplomatic (laughs) (laughs) um but uh what i i would say is if if you are asking people to deliver social value or social impact as part of a contract and there should also be some performance monitoring of it and if they're not delivering and achieving that social value or the impact that they said they would then you know there should be some consequences to it rather than what tends to happen is that it gets to the end of the contract and it's too late to then do anything about it yep absolutely well Heidi you've literally written the book when it comes to impact measurement uh, the book impact first is not your first book do you want to tell us a little bit about that and where people can get it and then how people might approach you in terms of support with their own impact measurement and management yeah of course so um i i love writing so impact first is my second book the first one was around starting up a social enterprise whereas impact first is is all about the 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 stages and process of measuring and managing your impact and it's pretty much um there to show people the process that I would go through with an organization and it's available online from most online booksellers um including the ones that I won't mention that aren't so um social enterprise friendly Indeed, indeed. Well, we will put the link in the show notes so people can get it from a multitude of uh, online book um, places and so on. That's grand. And then when it comes to working with you, with with your community interest company, your social enterprise, Make an Impact, um, where can folk find out more about what you do and how how you can help them? Yeah, of course. So uh, you can either go to the website, which is makeanimpactcic.co.uk. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. So it's um, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Heidi L. Fisher. And we also have uh, a presence on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as Make an Impact CIC. So you can find us on any of those places. That is a brilliant idea, and I should add that folks should very much read your essay in Vitalising Purpose, and as we flagged in in the Vitalising Purpose book, you also offer a range of resources available from your website, which are super helpful resources that people can use as well. Um, Again, the links to those are in the back of the Vitalising Purpose book, so people can find that. So we've got lots of ways people can reach out, get, uh, get in touch, find out more and work with you or read more of your your writing as well. Heidi, it's been really interesting speaking with you. Thank you for today. Uh, Anything else you want to flag up? No, I think that's all. Thank you for having me, Jamie. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Heidi. Thank you. (laughs) 
This is the Vitalising Purpose podcast with me, Jamie Veach, and today's guest, Heidi Fisher. Heidi has contributed a chapter to the new book, Vitalising Purpose, The Power of the Social Enterprise Difference in Public Services, published by E3M in paperback and ebook format. What's it all about? Well, we depend on public services for a functioning society, but there are record pressures on those services. Resources are stretched, demand is escalating, some services are even at risk of collapse. Traditional approaches are not delivering good outcomes, but we can't just despair at these challenges. We must do better. Vitalising Purpose investigates how partnerships between public authorities and social enterprises can make a difference to how public services are provided and to people's lives. It's an inspiring, practical book. It's for you and for all custodians of local democracy, and you can get your free copy as an ebook download from e3m.org.uk or look up Vitalising Purpose the power of the social enterprise difference in public services wherever you buy your books. Get your copy today to maximise social value, public benefit and good outcomes for people and places when delivering public services. Thanks for listening.